Welcome to a very special edition of the Half Hill Report. As you all know, this past week was Children's Week all over Azeroth, a time when we're all encouraged to spend some time with one of the many children who've been orphaned or abandoned due to war. Talib and I spent a very rewarding day with an orphan from Stormwind a couple of years ago, and, as longtime listeners will know, our very own travel correspondent Velmek and his wife Daolin adopted their little girl Alice from the orphanage in Stormwind. So this week we have a special treat. Not only did Velmek and his cousin Demesis take some time with an orphan, Eliandor, who sometimes fills in for Velmek, and Eliandor's sister Sheila, <laughs> sorry, Sheila, did as well. So Velmek and Eliandor both visited me here at the upstairs room at the Lazy Turnip for this special pre-recorded episode to talk about their experiences. But, fair warning, if you haven't had a chance to experience Children's Week in Kul and Zandalar, there are some surprises that come along. So, if you don't want them spoiled, you may want to wait to listen to this. So, guys, it's just great to have you both here. Hey there, Tosh. Yes. So, first of all, I have to ask, what made you both decide to do this? Velmek, let's start with you. Sup? Originally, I was going to go with Taolin and Alice and visit Stormwind Orphanage from where we adopt Alice. But Taolin is still very busy with trainees at Shadowpan Garrison, and Alice... Well, Demesis and I decided maybe it wasn't a good idea to take her, because, you know, Tush, she always wants to bring home things from her trips with us. Oh, <laughs> and uh, I'm guessing you aren't ready for her to have a brother or a sister, right? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> All right, then. Eliandor, how about you and Shala? Well, frankly, it was because of Daddy. Um, I- I'm sorry? <sighs> Shala and I ran up a frightfully high tab at Gallywix's Pleasure Palace and couldn't quite cover it and had to ask Daddy for some help. Well, he was furious and told us that he expected us to do some community service as repayment. And frankly, this seemed like the easiest thing to do. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess the important thing is, is that you actually did it. So full marks to you for that. Let's talk about the orphan you spent the day with, Eliandor. Shala and I happened to be in Zaldazar attending to some small matter or other when we got Daddy's message. So we stopped at the Grand Bazaar and asked where the orphanarium was. Wait, what did you call it? The orphanarium. You know, where they store the orphans. I... I don't think I've ever heard it called that, but <laughs> we know what you mean. Go on. Well, apparently neither had the trolls, so there was a bit of confusion. They call it the Hall of Casts. They keep all the little castless troll children there until they figure out whether they can be useful for something. That's, um, awkward. Were they at least well cared for? Uh, who knows, I suppose so. The building was adequate by troll standards anyway, and, of course, all the children were dressed in rags, but there were some adult trolls looking after them while they waited in line to talk to, oh, what was her name, Princess Volja, who was testing them. Okay, um, 
What about the orphan you spent the day with? Well, after an interminable wait, caretaker Paday called over a little troll girl named Azala. Oh, that's sweet. A little girl. Yes, adorable. Uh, okay. V Velmic, how about you? So, Demesis and I decided to go to Baralis because we heard there was orphanage in Hook Point that needed some help. And you know, that nice innkeeper Leilan even give us food and drinks to bring to orphans. Anyway, we go there and find Matron Westerson in small but very neat and tidy little house just full of children's. I am thinking they were right that she'd need help. When we get there, she was sitting at table, struggling over finances. And you know, that place was full of books, which is very good for children, but only one bed in upstairs room. Oh no. Well, I don't see what's wrong with that. Shala and I shared a bed for years. I thought you come from really wealthy family. Yes, and? Okay then, moving on. Matron Westerson introduced to little boy Liam, who was all dressed up and excited to go visit Peoples to decide what he want to be when he grow up. Oh, now that's interesting. Eliandor, you didn't mention what your little girl, um, Azala, was it? What she wanted to do on her big day out. Apparently it's terribly important to the trolls that they align themselves with their local deities. Loa, I think they call them. So she insisted on dragging Shala and I around Zandalar to seek out these Loa. Oh, I I've heard stories about their Loa. I bet that was very interesting. Why don't you tell us about some of them? Well, first she wanted to go to some absolutely dreary marsh in Nazmir to meet a giant frog named Kragwa, of all things. And Shala was horrified that this filthy little ragamuffin wanted to ride on Mr. Puffles. Eh, uh, Mr. Puffles? That's, um, Shala's fey dragon. Interesting. As I was saying, we took her to this dreary marsh and she immediately jumps on the back of a frog and rides it into the lair of this Loa Kragwa, who apparently mistook her for a snack, which, frankly, Shala seemed to approve of. Eliandor, that's awful. Calm down, he didn't eat her, which says something for his taste, I suppose. But honestly, I didn't really see the point of the whole thing. Well, I suppose she learned she didn't align with Kragwa. That's good, right? Ah, so, Velmic, let's get back to you. You said that Liam was trying to figure out what he wanted to be when he grew up. Where did he want to go first? Okay, so, first place Liam is wanting to go is visit Tide Sages in Stormsong Valley. Apparently, they visit orphanage sometime. So, we take short flight up to Mariner Strand and are standing on beach, and little Liam is ooing and eyeing over a big squid carved into mountain. When who shows up? But Brother Pike, a very important tide sage, apparently. Well, Liam must have been thrilled. Oh, he was. Especially when Brother Pike lifted us all up on water spouts for to take close look at squid, which I think the missus enjoyed even more than Liam did. 
and Brother Pike talked to Liam about the importance of staying true to your path, even in face of evil, which I am thinking is a very good lesson. It sure is, especially in these troubled times. Well, Eliandor, back to you. Where did you and Shalah take Azala next? After that dreadful marsh, Shalah needed a place to freshen up and, frankly, have a good stiff drink. So we went to a local place called Gloom Hollow. Oh, what dreary names they have in Nazmir, run by the Tortolans. Zala was overly excited, running around to see all the Tortolans, which Shalah found quite enervating. So I bought the little waif some food, something called a razor dog, and a crimson frog pet just to shut her up. You know, Eliandor, I am getting impression you and Shalat don't like children. Compared to Shalat, I love them, dear fellow. Anyway, from there we went on to a place that sounded much nicer than it actually was. The Garden of the Loa. That sounds kind of nice, actually. It was hardly a garden by Silvermoon standards. The place was overrun by a bunch of sycophantic raptors paying homage to the Loa Gonk, who rambled on about shape-shifting, which apparently Azala found fascinating and said she might become a member of his pack. Heh, <laughs> that sounds just like Alice. Every time we visit someplace, she wants to be whatever we visit. You know, last time I'm we... I'm sure it's a fascinating story. May I go on, please? Oh, sure. Well, this so-called garden had this slimy pond in it just full of roots, and Shala's skirt got tangled in them and absolutely ruined it. She was furious and was about to quit the whole thing until I reminded her about Daddy and that if we didn't finish, we would have to find a way to pay our bill on our own. Well, I'm sure that changed her mind. Valmik, please help us out here with something a little more pleasant. Yes, yes, good idea. So, Liam had heard about peoples called Roughnecks in Tiergard Sound. Oh, he was so excited, telling the Mises and I that these are rough, tough fellows who wrestle griffins and punch yetis. The Mises laugh at this, of course, and say that they sound like her kind of peoples. And did they live up to their reputation? They did. When we get there, we meet their leader, Taggart, who was tough guy, but very nice to Liam. He even let him ride around their town on Griffin they had caught. And he told Liam that if he trained hard, he maybe could be one of them. Wow, that must have been really something for Liam. You know, I am thinking it was best part of his day. We had lunch of dried grape and potato salad and snowberry custard served by innkeeper Eggert Tomlinson. Oh, you're not going to do another one of your dreary reviews, are you? <laughs> you know, Eliandor, it wouldn't kill you to be a little more pleasant sometimes. Well, I never. My manners are impeccable. Anyway, like I am saying, Liam even bought some peppered trout jerky for to take home to orphan friends. Actually, I think Demesis gave him gold to buy, but she didn't think I noticed. Oh, what a nice thing of Liam to do. 
and Demesis 2. So, Eleandor, I, I apologize for snapping at you. Do you, do you want to go on? Oh, I suppose so. After the skirt incident, it seemed best to move on, and Azala wanted to visit the Loa Paku. Strangely enough, she seemed a little frightened of this Loa, but she seemed to have fun with a group of terror chicks while we were there, chasing them around and playing a game she called Tag. Well, sounds like it was a short visit, but fun for little Azala anyway. Velmic, what was next for Liam? Ugh, next was my least favorite of visits. Liam wanted to go visit with pirates in Freehold. Demesis even asked him if he is sure, and that pirates can have hard life. But Liam begged to go. So off we go to Freehold, where Liam meets Irontide Recruiter. He was so excited talking about sailing and swashbuckling and treasure. But you know, recruiters say almost same thing as Demesis about being pirate. And even tell Liam he should go back to his studies and not grow up too fast. But it did give him nice pirate hit. Wisdom from a pirate, huh? Interesting. I know, right? But boy was Demesis wary whole time we were there. She never take her eyes off Recruiter. You know, I don't think she trusts pirates. Hello? Pirates? So, anyway, after all three of those visits, did Liam and Azala make up their minds about anything? It wasn't over from there. Eliandor is right. There was more. Wow, I thought that was it. Well, we certainly wish it had been. But at least the next visit was somewhat more profitable. <laughs> you are sounding like Rizek. Well, I don't see any need to be insulting. So, Azala heard about a place called the Golden Isle off the coast of Uldun. I asked her which Loa lived there, and she said there wasn't any Loa, but she really wanted to see it. Well, Shala heard gold, and suddenly she was very interested. So, off we went. And it was indeed covered with gold. Unfortunately for Shala, some of it was cursed. Oh no, is she okay? Oh, she's fine. She spent a little time smaller than she normally is, which put her in an even fouler mood. But her pockets were very jingly when we left, as were mine, more than enough to pay off our bill at the Pleasure Palace. So that took the edge off. And um, you're not worried about carrying around cursed gold? Please. The only curse is the lack of gold, dear fellow. See, I told you he does sound like Rizek. Okay, interesting perspective. So, Velmek, you had another adventure with Liam too. Oh yes, two more. And I tell you about both, which were in Drustvar. You know, Drustvar is not my favorite place. You remember story about creepy little girl. But we visit two places, and you know, I think they are very nice. First, we go to a place called Ulfar's Den, where Liam wanted to meet druids. Oh, what beautiful place. Liam was very excited to meet druid, who <laughs> he thought was talking cat. But he was druid, 
who then amazed Liam by changing shapes from cat to bear to bird to moonkin and even, I think, elk. Liam enjoyed very much, and I think he wanted to be druid more than pirate. We also visited Ulfar Thornspeaker of Drust Druid in his candlelight cave. Demesis was very impressed with Ulfar and bowed deeply to him out of respect for this ancient druid. I certainly think that being a druid is a much better choice than piracy too. No offense to our friend Zef Bonesprite, of course. So, next we are going to a place called Aram's Stand, which was very interesting. Liam had heard from another orphan that there were falconers there, and he wanted to learn about them. While we were admiring statue of Aram Waycrest, we meet Inquisitor Nutley, who introduced Liam to his falcon Winston, and explain him about most important thing about being falconer. And what was that? Having an open heart. That's just wonderful. What a great lesson. Yes, yes, Demesis and I think so too. So Eliandor, what was your last adventure with Azala? It was just awful. We visited the terrace of the devoted in Voldoon and you know, the little terror got us thrown out. <laughs> oh no, what happened? Azala said she wanted to meet the Loa Sethralis, but I think she had a nefarious intent. You know, I think she actually intended to steal some artifact they had there, but fortunately it was sufficiently guarded and alerted an elder there who was not at all amused and had us escorted out. Shala was absolutely mortified. About being escorted out? No, that she didn't think of it. And she wouldn't have gotten caught. Uh, okay, so I assume you got Azala back to Zaldazar in one piece, right? We did. And you know, when we did, we found out that little monster was working for some minor Loa named Johnny the whole time. She just used us to gather gold and had the temerity to call us... Oh, what was the word she used? Mooks. Wow, I didn't see that coming. But you know, I do think Rizak would like her. Velmic, I sure hope your time with Leon ended up a little better than that. Oh, yes. And you know, when we get back to Orphanage... Liam tell us that he is going to be best hero, roughneck, pirate, tide sage, falconer, druid there ever was. Demesis laugh and tell him that he has lots of studying to do. So, I think it ended up pretty good. Me too, my friend. Well, thank you both so much for sharing your two very different experiences this week. Eliandor, I'm sorry yours wasn't as pleasant as Velmix, but hey, at least it was profitable. And you both certainly did something good for a pair of orphans. And I hope our listeners had a chance to experience Children's Week this year. But if you didn't, remember, there are opportunities every day to help those less fortunate than you. And I hope you take advantage of them. Thanks for joining me for this special edition of The Half Hill Report. We'll be back next week with our regular show. 
See you next week. And remember, free Pandaria. The Half-Hill Report is a fan-created fictional radio broadcast based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used in the Half-Hill Report are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment, Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Half-Hill Report. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at Report, or drop us an email at Report at yahoo.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.